You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Church family, I hope that you are doing awesome today as you listen to the podcast, and I hope that today's podcast episode keeps you focused and helps you be faithful today as you serve the Lord. So we talked about the forgiveness of sins on Sunday, and we recognize that as a church, like we, our unique mission, representing the Lord on the earth and carrying out His mission here, includes that we... We're the carriers of the gospel. We're the ones who are supposed to tell other people how to find forgiveness of their sins in Jesus, which is the beginning point you know, for our adoption to God's family, for our walk with God. Well, today I want to share a parable from Matthew's gospel that, for me personally, is one of the most formative uh, Bible passages regarding forgiveness. And so the, the principle that I want to encourage the whole church family with uh, today is that as we as we prepare to give forgiveness to the world, uh, we should remember that we got forgiveness from Christ. As we try to forgive our enemies or those that we're in tension with, as we try to be people who are good at forgiveness, we should remember always that our forgiving for us is rooted in God's forgiveness of us. So let me, let me share a parable that sort of demonstrates what I mean by that. In Matthew chapter 18 Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77. And then here comes the parable in verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and that all he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged. And they went and told the master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. So forgiveness is apparently pretty important to Jesus. I mean, at the end of this parable, he says God will be very upset if we don't forgive our sister or brother from our heart. So if we run through this parable, there's a few things we can learn, I think, about forgiveness. Number one, it's remarkable that 
This man, the first man, the character that's the feature in the parable, he owed an insurmountable debt. It may as well have been the national debt. There's no way he was ever going to be able to pay this debt back. But he fell on his knees and he begged the master for a little more time. Be patient with me. I'll pay back the debt. Well, one thing that I think is crazy is he would never be able to repay the debt that size. And I wonder, you know, when we approach God, if we have minimized our, our sin, like how much we have offended God in our sin so that we feel like, you know what, if you just give me a little time, I'll be good enough that you could accept me rather than us recognizing that we need God's forgiveness. Like really, we believe biblically that the only source of our righteousness will be from the work of God through the cross, that Jesus Christ will grant us righteousness as a free gift because God is so good. Well, so this this first servant... He's got an insurmountable debt, and he falls down and just asks for more more time, which is a little bit ridiculous. But what's even more ridiculous is amazing. It's how lavish the grace of the master was. So the master forgave the entire debt. Now, if he hadn't done this, you know, the man's family and all that he owned would be sold. That He'd wind up in a debtor's prison working off his debt for the rest of his life. But instead of that, the master forgives him outright, forgives him for the whole thing. That's amazing. Okay, so this is where the parable takes a big turn. Before moving forward, I just want to reiterate for our church family and our friends. Do you understand how much God has forgiven you? Do you appreciate His grace, like the magnitude of the way that God has loved you and redeemed you and forgiven you? He didn't say, get better, I'll give you a little bit more time to impress me. No, no, no. He forgave our entire sin debt. He paid for it all himself. Okay, so the the parable takes a sharp turn as this forgiven man walks out into the street. And he crosses paths with another servant who this time owes him a debt. And the debt is petty. It's a few silver coins. Compared to the debt that he owed himself, this debt was minimal. Also remarkable is that in this parable, the second debtor, this poor servant that only owes a small debt, he uses exactly the same language. He falls to his knees, he begs, he says, be patient and I'll pay it back. But instead of forgiving, this man who has just been forgiven chokes him and throws him into prison. And everybody who saw it on the street, all the servants who heard about it, they knew that this was an atrocity. So they they turned him into the king, and the king brought justice. Okay, what does this parable tell us? Well, I think it's very clear. As believers, we have received forgiveness from God on a tremendous scale. But sometimes we're hard-hearted towards giving forgiveness. In other words... We'll, we've been forgiven richly by God, but we will not give forgiveness. And it's almost as if forgiveness is some type of a conduit or pipe where God gives us great forgiveness and he expects us to pass that same grace and mercy, that same forgiveness right downstream as we forgive our neighbor, our wife, our friend, our brothers, our enemies, our teachers, our sisters. So as the church, we're supposed to be taking this abundant forgiveness that God's given us and we're supposed to freely give it to others. But that pipe, that conduit becomes clogged when we will not give forgiveness. It says if we begin to choke out the forgiving work of God in our own life, we're certainly hampering the world. So what I want to encourage our church with today is as much as you've richly been forgiven by God, 
be transformed by that. Like there is something broken, something wrong with a person who's forgiven the national debt and then is so self-centered, so stingy that they cannot forgive somebody a petty debt. But that is an image of me. That's an image of us. When we've been richly forgiven by God, and yet we forget, we, for, we fail to forgive a brother or sister who needs our forgiveness. I know that you have a thousand reasons today to not forgive, but you have one strong reason that you should forgive. You have been forgiven. For the church, our nature to forgive and our mandate to forgive is rooted in the fact that we were forgiven. And so all God is asking us to do is to forgive one another as we have been forgiven. So I encourage you today, if you've got somebody in your life that needs to be forgiven and you've been clinging to that and you have not given them forgiveness, why not? And the first step for you making that next step is that you'll recognize that you have been forgiven by God. So simply forgive as you have been forgiven. Apply that all day to everybody you meet today. God bless you. Hope you have a fantastic day.